I know that you, your sponge is full, that there's not one more space in your sponge for another thought, another complaint, another whining child, another bill that didn't get paid. Some, sometimes your sponge is just full. So how do you make time for yourself? Really, it is a decision of your will. You have to stop and say, this is important. This is the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. And today we are talking about, about mom guilt. guilt. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Uh, why are you laughing at me? I'm guilty. Pam, I am going to say it in front of you and the world. I am so guilty of mom guilt. Okay. Well, you know what? If you are listening today and you feel guilty as a mom, you know, I read... Uh, on the internet not too long ago that a survey taken said 99% of the moms at one time or another feel mom guilt. So if you're that 1%, you can just you can just turn us off and go on the road. Skip to the next podcast. <laughs> Get, go to the next <laughs> podcast. But no, seriously, uh, this is something that every single mom can relate with. And yeah. I think it's because we just want to do everything right now. And yeah. somehow it just, it's alarming to us that we aren't we're just not perfect moms. So there you go. Absolutely. I think I remember my counselor telling me once, I said, oh, is, why, I feel mom guilt. Why do I feel mom guilt? And she said, oh, because you're a mom. Exactly. And because you're a good mom. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was a single mom. She said, also, you don't have anyone talking you out of that but yourself. And so I don't think you're the best person to be talking about your mom guilt with. That's excellent. <laughs> excellent. Single mom. You listen to that. And if you looked <sighs> up... Mom in the dictionary, shame on them if they don't have guilt ridden beside yeah. a mom. You know, Goodness. so it is the most glorious um, job or assignment in all the world, and it can be the most emotionally painful. Yeah. as well. So. Yeah. And we want to talk about this yeah. today because we want you to know whether yourself or the enemy or someone else is telling you that you're the only one feeling this way, that obviously you are not. Pam and I are telling you we've felt it and then her stats of 99%. Mm-hmm. So let's start this off with a solid truth. Um, Pam, yes. if I came into this podcast studio today Um, And if we have time after, I'll probably say this. And I told you, Pam, I am feeling so much mom guilt today. What would you just say to me to speak to my heart or my head in that moment and just get me out of that place? I would say, because, of course, I'm years older than Mel and have walked through more years of that than you have. I would say, you know, it's going to be okay. Mel, it's going to be okay. You're a good mom. There's not a perfect mom. I guarantee you, you have not messed up your child. You're just experiencing part of the creation that God made you as a mother. And, and, and it's a normal, natural thing to feel mom guilt and, you know, shake it and move on because the next second is a new moment to impress. And shake to it and move on. Shake it I like and move that. On. Yeah. So, okay. That's, yes, that, ma'am. That would be something good that I would say to you. So, you know, Mel, guilt is something we live with as parents, as we know that. So how have you moved past your mom guilt? Let's say you, you said today, even in the past year, mm. you've talked to me about different situations yeah. in raising your boys. How have you moved past your mom guilt? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I have three ways for three different scenarios. 
Um, the first one, now that my boys are a little older, sometimes I get past my mom guilt by just addressing it with them. Hey, I feel really terrible about this. I don't do this all the time, um, but there have been moments where I brought it up with them. I, I brought something up with my 20-year-old recently about when he was six, and I said, do you remember this? And he goes, no, why do you remember that? Stop thinking about that. You've asked me this before. And it's just this moment where I still feel guilty about something I said to him when he was six years old. Yes. Isn't that horrible, Pam? No, uh, no He's exactly. 20. Yes, and he doesn't even remember no. it. No, and he yes. finally said to me, you've asked me this before. Stop yes. thinking about it. Yes. I don't remember. Yes. And I think, but I do. And so me talking with them sometimes is helpful, too. Mm-hmm. I have a really good friend. Uh, like you that would just kind of slap me in the face and be like, you're a great mom. Like, stop it. We've all done these things. Your boys are fine. Um, And third, the thing I should always do first is I just write it down and give it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know that you love these boys more than I do. And I'm feeling guilty in this moment. Either I'm not enough for them or I did something or I I don't get to go to that baseball game because I have to do this thing. Whatever it is, sometimes I will just write it down and almost scoot it across my desk like I'm giving it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So those are three things I do. I have to talk it out. Yes, and sometimes you just have to say, you have to reel it back in and and look at reality about what is really true about yourself as a mom. Mm. And those are those are good things to do. I once in like a weird little spiral of panic, Pam, I Googled uh, like how to overcome mom guilt. Okay. And? <laughs> and I remember one of the things I kept seeing was to practice self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, I'm, I'm wondering, let's, let's talk about self-compassion for a second. How do you do that in your personal life like right now Pam like how does Pam show Pam compassion you know I show myself compassion by several things first of all I stop and I think about the opportunities God has given me as a mother and the blessings that are abounding around me and say God you have given me these blessings you've given me these opportunities and and I have relished in these opportunities and how I have been able to show myself compassion is to say, God, thank you for the blessings I do have, to be able to say, Pam, you, you're not perfect, but God is, and you, you have, you're doing the best you know how in this particular situation, and because God loves you, and because he empowers you to be a mom, you know, you can give yourself grace, you can let go of your expectations of what you think you should look like as a mom, Mm. or things you should have, would have, the shoulds, the coulds, the nots, the what ifs, you can let go of these and say, God, give me wisdom as I move forward. Yeah. Give me wisdom as I Mm. move forward. And that's helpful. That's helpful to I me. think what stood out to me the most in your answer was the expectation part. Mm-hmm. I, oftentimes my guilt is out of my own expectations, mm-hmm. not anyone, anything they put on me or other people. Mm-hmm. I just have this. Yes. <laughs> Why? You exactly. Know? Exactly. Sometimes we just have these expectations and we put them on ourselves. And, you know, our, our mothers weren't perfect. So why do we think we should be perfect? Mm-hmm. So it's a question to ask. And then sometimes, Mel, we just... We have to just schedule some me time. We just have to schedule some time to go off by ourselves and do something we enjoy, something to get a fresh perspective, mm. and that's an important way as well. Yeah. Mm. So um, 
Mel, I, uh, I know guilt is something we live with as parents. We've already talked about that. But I think it's important to let go of expectations, as we talked about. But that's, I laugh about it. Well, just let go of expectations. Okay, <laughs> done. You know, done. I'll check that off my list. No, but the question becomes, you know, um, how do you do that in your personal life? How do you let go of expectations? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I think that for me, I often have to ask myself, who told me that? Mm -hmm. Who or who told you that, Pam? Who told you that the expectation is that you have to be perfect or that you have to... I don't know, whatever it is, never lose your temper or that you have to go to every single event. And even when you can't, you know, oftentimes that's my tension is how do I, how am I in all these places at once? Um, and so I think one of the ways to let go of that expectation is to ask yourself, why is it there in the first place? Mm -hmm. Or to say, what, what inside of me, what need do I have that I'm expecting my child to meet that need? You know, yeah. you have a need in you, and you're expecting your child to meet that need, and we can never do that. If you have a need for love, you're going to be, you're going to have an expectation that they send you a Mother's Day card. Yeah. Or if you, you know, have an expectation, or you have an, a need for, for, um, for, to be feel special, and they don't give you a hug before they walk out the door, you're expecting them to meet that need. And as moms, sometimes we have to stop and go down a few little few levels below and say, what is it that need? Am I expecting them to meet in my life that only God can meet? What What is it that mm -hmm. I want them to meet that only God can? And sometimes you have to identify that and say, God, I'm sorry. Only you can meet that need for praise. Only you can meet that need for acceptance. Only you can meet that need for validation. Only you can meet that need that, that I'm a good person because of what you say. And then you just have to unravel it sometimes. Mm, that's good. There's so yeah. much freedom in that. Yes, there is. I, and I get that way. I think for me, I am the hardest on myself and others when I'm tired, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think does Pam Canaley ever get tired. Mm. You're just it's just never. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the 20 years plus we've been doing Arise Single Moms, we've never been tired. <laughs> I believe that it is, and you talked about this a little bit, that it's so important to schedule time to relax and recharge. How do we do that as busy moms? How do our single moms do that to make sure that they are not just giving the little bit left that they have? Well, that's a good question. And single moms, I'm, I'm really honing in on that question because your sponge is full, that there's not one more space in your sponge for another thought, another complaint, another whining child, another bill that didn't get paid. Some, sometimes your sponge is just full. So how do you make time for yourself? Really, it is a decision of your will. You have to stop and say, this is important. I need me time. I need some pamper time. And it may be you asking a friend to keep your child for an hour or two hours while you go for a walk in the park. Or it may be you find somebody or a friend or somebody in church that would give you the opportunity to just be by yourself or just time to put the kids to bed early and go lay on your bed and just relax and listen to music you like to listen to or 
put aside the dishes. Everything doesn't have to be done. And just focus on the indwelling presence of God filling you and just reminding you of how valuable you are and that that relaxing time for yourself is so important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have, that's why I think it's important to keep a journal that you're able during those times to open your journal and journal your feelings. I have a page in my journal called Spiritual Markers, and it's times in my life where I know, I know that I know, I know that I know that God was with me hmm. and did miraculous things. And on those moments, sometimes when I am down or, or I feel, you know, that the enemy is trying to draw me away, I can go to that spiritual marker page and remember the times that he said this or he did that, and it just renews my faith. So those yeah. are important times. And I think, too, I want to add this about that, taking some time for yourself, to give yourself permission, I remember I was raising two little boys by myself, and I had a job where I worked really, really late on Wednesday nights. And by Thursday, I was just not the most exciting person to be around. And we did a thing on Thursday nights that I called scavenge nights. And I would not cook dinner, and I would not go pick up anything on the way home. They just had to, they could eat whatever they wanted. And when I presented this to them in a way that sounded fun of, I don't care what you eat, I don't care if you get full in cereal or cheese or whatever tonight, which if you're a nutritionist listening, mm -hmm. just skip past this. <laughs> uh, but I gave myself permission to be okay with that on Thursdays, I'm actually going to my room by myself. I'm going to watch a show by myself. I'm going to eat cereal in my room and you guys can do that too. And my boys would tell you that that was one of their favorite nights growing up, mm -hmm. which I don't know if I should be hurt by that. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but I'm saying that to create a space where it's something you need and maybe they need it too, you know, and now both of my boys are really great at making their own bowl of cereal pan. Good. And That's, they know. You yeah, taught them how to cook I, well. Yeah, I sure did. Cereal out. <laughs> and ramen or whatever. But to, to just be unapologetic that, hey, mom needs this. Yes. Mom needs this night because tomorrow I'm going to be super fun yes. and we're going to cook and we're going to have dinner and I need and this we're going to go out, but I need this. And I was really vocal about that. Um, and I have noticed both of my boys are pretty vocal now when they need to rest or they need to go to their own room. And I want to believe that I taught them that. Yes. So exactly. I think just be unapologetic about the fact that you, you need, need it. You need a space. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, Mel, one of the things we have to remember is um, it's our job as adults to recognize irrational thoughts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just live in the moment. We, we don't check our thoughts. We just let our thoughts, you know, we live by our emotions. Our emotions run how we think, how we feel, and we don't even stop to think, maybe I should be checking my thoughts, those irrational thoughts. And often our guilt is coming from an irrational place. So, Mel, what do you do to capture those mm. irrational thoughts that just come to you. A lot of them are darts from the enemy, but they feel so real. So yeah. what do you do about capturing those irrational thoughts? Well, I am going to take my own advice at, to give this advice on here. I often will tell my friends, uh, maybe they call me with an irrational thought, and I will say to them, what would you say to me if I said that? Mm -hmm. So I do that thing, same thing to myself. If I'm having an irrational thought, I'll go back to that dumb moment I always go back to. And when my son was six years old, I will say out loud or I will think, man, I 
think I ruined him. I think that that was a pivotal moment <laughs> or, right. you know, whatever it was. And it's so dinky. But to me, for some reason, I still think about it. But I will ask myself, what would I say to my best friend if she called me and said, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about something that I did 11 years ago and my son doesn't even remember, but I feel like a bad mom because of it. Yes. What would I say to her? Mm-hmm. I literally will say it to myself, Pam. Yes. And I don't know if that's dorky. Yes. I can look in the mirror mm-hmm. and say, you know what, Mel? God has more things for you to be worrying about than that. Cause your son doesn't remember and people make mistakes. Yes. So just stop, you know, and I will just do that. I will talk to myself like I'm my best friend. I have to do that. Um, or I will just keep thinking about those thoughts. And I often, the worst time for me, Pam, we've talked about this a lot. I wake up in the middle of the night and that's when I think the most irrational thoughts. Exactly. Well, that's when your mind is open for yes. the enemy's attack. Yes. So then I just think, what would I say if you were my best friend? Because yes. I'm way more gracious and generous to, to my them, friends than I am myself. Yourself. Well, that's the way it always is. You know what? I just want to remind the moms that so many things that you think are going to hurt your kids, and, and especially when you think about guilty thoughts, um, one of them, I know, is fearing that your children are going to be disadvantaged because there's no male role model in the house. And then that can start making you feel guilty or that you should do something about it. And and you, fear sets in. And, and you know, I just want to remind you that that your kids, you, you you love them, you give them your unconditional attention as much as you can, you give them your unconditional love, bordered by the discipline you need to at the time, you give your kids those things, and your kids are going to be okay. They are. And, you know, but what you said about remembering, you know, something can come up you did 10 years ago, and you're still beating yourself up. I, my son just turned 40 this year, and not too long ago, I was visiting with him, about something that just, I think back on his childhood, it just tortures me that I did this one thing that, you know, took him out of tennis because I thought we thought that, or I thought that was the right thing to do at the time. And, and it wasn't, but here it is many years later and I'm still beating myself up over it. And as I was talking to him about it not too long ago, he said, Mom, stop it. <laughs> I mean, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I thought... Yes, Pam, stop it. You know, that's ridiculous. And so I say this to you, moms. Your kids are going to be okay. Your kids are going to be great. You you just continue pressing in, doing the best you can with the Lord as your guide, asking him for wisdom along the way, one moment at a time, one day at a time, pressing into the Lord for guidance and help and direction. And and your kids are going to be okay. You know, Mel, as we close today, is there anything else that you are thinking about that you'd like to say to our single moms on this mom guilt, mommy guilt, (laughs) you know? I guess I just want to say that we're with you in that, that if you're feeling it and maybe your guilt is uh, something that isn't irrational, And that that's okay, that you just wake up tomorrow and with a new breath and a new day and you give it your best um, and just go to bed at the end of the night, giving all of those worries to God at all possible, um, but that you are not alone in these guilty moments, that we are all full of it, uh, of guilt, Pam. Yes. That's what we're full of. Exactly. (laughs) We are. We can. We are full of guilt. And um, I guess I would just say for me... um, to be convicted, to say, I'm not going to waste my energy feeling guilty and beating myself up because my boys deserve my energy. 
So let's stop wasting our energy on negative energy. Yes. And let's start putting our energy towards showing these young men and women um, what an incredible mother they have and um, and who God created us to be. Yes. And so many moms, I know you, your guilt, many of you stems from the fact that you don't get to spend as much time with them because you're yeah. working full time and, and you can't give them financially the things that they want. And there's guilt there. And there's just, there's so many avenues that as a mom, you can feel guilty, but you need to know that God is sufficient for every care that you have. He is sufficient for all your needs. And, and the best thing you can do when you're kids, the best you can, even though you're tired, you know, you might not can do it every day, but to give them a hundred percent of your, at whatever time you are with them, to give them the best of you that you yeah. can at that time. And, and I know that you do the best at that. And, and last, I just want to say, you know, you need to ask yourself when you're having these irrational thoughts or you feel guilty, you need to say, is it true? Is it true that I'm a horrible mother? Hmm. Is that true? Well, the answer is likely no, that is not true. You need to say, is this helpful to be thinking like this? Is this is this building you up? Is this making you a better mother for tomorrow? I used to say the way I'm thinking today when I was a single mother, I'd say if I keep on this thought, where am I going to be tomorrow? Mm. And if I didn't correct it and I didn't take those thoughts captive to Christ, the next day, Mel, I was in a deeper hole. Mm. And that's why we take our thoughts captive because I want tomorrow to be better. Right. I want the next hour to be better. And if it's going to be better, I have to take those thoughts captive to Christ. Is it helpful, Pam, for you to be thinking like this? Is it helpful for you to go down this road thinking these thoughts? And if it's not helpful, stop it. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Say it again three times. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> They're like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And then the last one <clears throat> is like, you know, Mel had mentioned several times, am I doing my best? Well, some days we're not doing our best because we're tired. We're worn out. We yeah. are exhausted. But God knows that. God is your strength. God is your helper. He is your husband. He's the one that comes alongside. He's the lifter of your head. Am I doing the best I can? concerning the circumstances that I'm in. And uh, if you can improve, do. If you can improve, pat yourself on the back and keep going. And then last, I would just say, as far as mom guilt, and this, I was so guilty of this as a mom, and that is to stop comparing. Mm. Because when you start comparing, you're going you're gonna to come up short, most likely, and then you feel guilty because your kids don't have what their kids have, or they don't have the family unit that other family has, and, and it, just, it just compounds. And so when you're having those thoughts, stop it stop it, stop it, and turn to the Word of God and what He has to say. And because it's true, uh, a quote that Mel gave me one time, you can't give 100%, 100% of the time. Nobody can. So give yourself some grace. Pat yourself on the back. Know that the Bible promises that if you follow the Lord, you yield to Him the best you can in the midst of all your crazy world and your messiness, and you yield to Him. And, and you try to reflect that to your kids and the way you act and the way you apologize and the way you try to be truthful with them the best you can. And you share the love of God with them and try to show them by your example the best you can. The Bible says your kids will rise up one day and call you blessed. And that's what you most want. Don't beat yourself up because you're not the perfect mom because there's not one. And always, you can turn to God and receive His grace and thank Him. Because as a mom, you matter. 
And as a mom, truly that child will say, there's nobody like my mom.